What's going on, everybody? It's your boy David Diaz. Thoughts about David Diaz podcast, and this is my first official podcast of the new year, the new uh, 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 what is it, decade? <laughs> the new decade, 2020. Yeah, man, I've been on um, vacation. I left New Year's and and came back uh, the seventh. So I was gone from the first to the seventh. And, you know, I really didn't have time to do any podcasts uh, because I was spending time with my daughter for her birthday. So I could have podcast, but I chose, I opted out. My daughter is completely against me working during my vacations. And I agree with her wholeheartedly that I should not be working during my uh, vacations. So I didn't. I did give you a couple IG posts, a little IGTV here and there just to kind of keep you involved and what was going on for those of y'all that may have been interested so today i decided to give you guys a recap a little story time from my vacation you with it you with it let's roll on so as i said left january 1st they say there's old wives tell that whatever you're doing on new year is what you're going to be doing the whole year it's like supposed to be the indicator of how your year will go so you want to be doing something good on new year if you believe in this or not i'm not saying that i do i'm just saying i brought in a new year with my girl and her daughter at the house chilling i was drinking a couple beers so i didn't want to get too lit knowing i had a flight to catch um after new year came in everybody went to sleep except me i stayed up and um didn't get any sleep i was kind of afraid to go to sleep because my flight was at 6 20 so i wanted to leave the house around 3 3 30 to get there you know two hours early going to atlanta jackson hartsville however you say it i wanted to make sure i had time to make it through tsa and everything because that can be a bitch trying to get through that airport man especially i'm thinking on holiday it should be slack but you never know because a lot of i'm pretty sure I'm like, I'm not the only one that has this idea to travel on New Year's Day. So I brought in the New Year at home. New Year's Day, I was traveling on a flight. So, as I said, my flight was leaving at 6. So, around 3.15, I hit up an Uber. Because being that it was so you know early in the morning, my girl didn't really want to take me. Being that it was the holiday, you know, that early in the morning, drunk drivers are out. I've been partying all night. And everything so I took an uber and i was wondering i was worried number one that i wouldn't get one because i figured a lot of the drivers would probably be working in the city i work like 20 i live like 20 minutes outside of atlanta so i figured most of the drivers were probably that were working would probably be in the city you know catching people coming from the clubs and the bars and things like that but i did get a hit i did get a hit uber driver pulls up i jump in I'm off to the races, right? So now, my first, <laughs> I had an interesting uh, ordeal with this Uber driver. My first indication 
that this was going to be an interesting drive should have been when he asked me, was, was we coming from, where we coming from Fayville? And I said, what? He was like, where I picked you up is that Fayville. That, let's just say English wasn't his first language. So he's like, what's that Fayville? I say, that was Fayetteville. He was like, yeah, that's what I mean, Fayetteville. So I was like, nah, that's not Fayetteville where I came, where you picked me up. So he's like, oh yeah, my last ride, I just I dropped him at Fayetteville. And so we're riding, we're heading up the road, and he's he's trying to make conversation with me, as a lot of Uber drivers do. And, you know, I'm not being rude. I'm talking back with him. And then my second red light was when he said that the airport, it was like, yeah, this is a, he asked me how was I, my timing for my flight, like, was I going to be on time? I was like, yeah, bro, we got plenty of time. He was like, yeah. And luckily, this is a, uh, a small airport. Now, Hartsville Jackson, while it may not be the biggest airport in the world, it's not a small airport. It is an international airport. And it, I believe it still is considered the busiest airport in the country. So, no, by no means is it a small airport and it's full of people majority of the time. So, it can be hell to get through there. That's why I want to get there two hours early. But either way, we're riding. Trip's going pretty decent. But I can tell he's tired. You know, he's saying, you know, he said he wanted to take a nap before he went home. He said this is going to be his last ride. And that he wanted to take a nap before he got home. So I don't know where this guy lived. But obviously it was far enough from the airport that he was considering going to sleep before he went home to go to sleep. So we're riding. He has the GPS going. And I'm looking i'm playing with my phone and i look up when i look up i see him pass the exit that he should have taken and i'm like well wait a hold on hold on hold on hold on a minute where's this dude going and he's like immediately he notices that the gps is telling him it's rerouting now and he keeps tapping he keeps tapping and touching the gps and I wanted so bad to tell him, just keep your hands off the GPS. But it's his car. It's his GPS. Do your thing, bro. And he's like, oh, I don't know. The signs say domestic. The GPS say that way. Now, the way that you come from my house to the airport, you do get to a point after you've taken the first exit onto, I'm not going to get into highways and stuff because a lot of y'all probably don't know. But you take a... There does get to a point where there's an exit and there's a sign above the exit that says, well, next to the exit that says domestic. And But the GPS is telling you to make this to right to go to the airport. And there's a sign that says domestic still in the lane that you're in, but you're supposed to take that exit. He didn't. So I'm like, okay, no big deal. This is why I leave super early. In case things like this happen. Plus, I know that one exit down, you know, you can get off on there. You can get turned around. Because I stopped at that exit coming back from South Carolina to refuel the rental car before I dropped it off at the airport. So, we go down. We get off on that exit. He gets turned around. Now, we're coming back towards the exit opposite direction. I'm relaxing. But I'm a little bit um, concerned at this point. And I can't see nothing other than him, his phone with the GPS up that he keeps tapping and touching, opening, 
widening the screen, shortening the screen. What the hell he had going on? But I can't actually see the highway because I'm in like a RAV4 in the back seat, and he has the headrest pulled all the way up. I cannot see anything in front of me. All I can see is to my right side, him, and to my left side. Can't see nothing. I think he did that intentionally. But I know that we came down and zoom right past the exit again in the opposite direction. So now I'm getting kind of aggravated because you just had you just messed this up twice. Fool me once. You see what I'm saying? You just messed this up twice. At this point, Buddy sits up. He sits up. This is when he knew he when he realized he was fucking up. What do we do when we're lost or we don't know what's going on while we're driving? We turn down the radio. And we sit up real close to the steering wheel. He didn't have a radio on. So he sat up real close to the steering wheel. And I'm like, mm, mm. So now he has to go down, find somewhere to get off, turn around, and come back again. So he does this. We're headed back towards the, the airport. Comes up to another exit that he should have taken to get back on track to get to the point where we were in the beginning where he missed the exit he misses that exit right past that hole and now i'm like you son of a now i'm like am i really gonna be i'm like eight minutes away from the airport am i really gonna end up missing my flight riding around in circles being eight minutes away from the airport now i'm sitting my ass up in the back seat looking over the seat and he can feel the intensity. I know he can feel the intensity of my stare as I'm looking at him, missing all these exits. But he does, he gets he gets rerouted, get back on track, and finally gets me to the airport. We pull up to the terminal. Now, it was a pretty busy day on New Year's Day. New Year, yeah, whatever. He's, it's a pretty busy day. So he pull, he's, he's pulling up to my um my drop off and he says well this is probably about as good as I'm gonna be able to get and stops the car in the middle of the road it's like what one two three I think it's like three maybe four it's a couple lanes he stops me in the middle of the road hops out of the uber and I'm like you dirty bastard after all this you could at least get your boy some curbside service no he jumps out middle of the lane Goes to the back, opens it up, grabs my bag. So I'm like, you know what? It's not that big a deal. I jump out, go back there, and instead of helping me with my bags to the sidewalk, he leaves me middle of the damn street with my bag, with my 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 check bag, the big bag, and my book bag. He just leaves me in the middle of the damn street. I'm not gonna say the guy's name, but let it be known he got one star. And so I will never be riding with him again. But nevertheless, don't let that spoil the moment. I get in. I'm already checked in. I get my bag checked and everything with no problem. I'm headed around the TSA, which can be a hoe in Atlanta's airport. You can't look it. And I come around the corner and I just see a cluster of people. Cluster of people. That was at least 45 minutes to an hour worth of line just to get to the point where they start to uh, run your bags through the scam. So I'm walking up. I'm 
about to get in, the, in this long ass line when all of a sudden I see a TSA agent coming through the security area towards me. And he's walking fast. He's coming like Terminator uh, T2000 coming at my ass. And I'm like, eh, maybe he's got somewhere to be. So I'm just gingerly walking, trying to get in the line. And he gets, he's not, you know, they have those little banners or lanyards or whatever you call them, the section of where you can go and how you can go. Before he even gets to the opening, he waves at me and he says, you're coming with me this way. And I'm like, shit, what the hell did I do? I'm thinking, did your boy just get randomly selected? For one of those deep cavity searches or something. She's like, you're coming with me this way. So I'm like, shit. And it's probably like five, six people walking up behind me. And he was like, you guys too. All y'all, y'all coming with me. So he walks us down. And everybody's kind of looking strange because we don't know where we're going. We go around this corner. We're following the guy. We're looking around. We're walking. We're walking. We go around another corner and another corner. And lo and behold... It was a whole new TSA line that they were opening up as soon as we got there. So, boom. I get through TSA without much hassle. Go down, you know, waiting on the flight. I've got probably, uh, at this point, I probably have like an hour. Probably like an hour before my plane boards. So, I want to get something to eat. I'm looking around, looking around, looking around. Um, there's a Chick-fil-A. It's closed. I go on the website, see when Chick-fil-A opens. Chick-fil-A doesn't open up until 6.30. And I'm like, damn, I'll be on the plane. You know, my flight leaves. We boarding at 5.40. The flight leaves at 6.20. I'll be on the air by the time this damn plane. I'll be by the time Chick-fil-A opens. And why I was really worried about this was I didn't have a layover, but I had um, a drop-off. So we were stopping in Phoenix. And when we stopped in Phoenix... People were getting off the plane, but we weren't allowed. If you were going to the next stop, you were not allowed to get off the plane. People were getting off the plane, then they were immediately boarding people back on the plane, and the plane was taking off. So I was like, I need something to eat because I'm going to be on this plane for way too damn long, you know, to uh, not eat. The only place open at this time is Starbucks. Now, I'm going to look, and I'm looking because I got two Starbucks gift cards in my possession. I can use on this high-ass airport food. So I'm looking at the menu and they have uh, food. I didn't even realize for the longest that Starbucks sold food. The food that they have up in the little cases, I thought that was just displays. I didn't think they actually sold food. But I didn't want any because everybody always tells me that Starbucks has some pretty good food. But I've never seen anybody buy food from Starbucks. Even on this morning, Everybody's going there buying their coffees, they're buying their cappuccinos, they're buying their lattes. Nobody was walking out of Starbucks with anything to eat. And I'm like, uh, cannot be stuck with some food that I don't even want on this long of a flight, number one. And then number two, I don't need anything that's going to disagree with my stomach stuck on this plane. So I'm like, you know what, screw it. None of the stores are open. Anything, nothing is open. But in true to form Chick-fil-A fashion, Chick-fil-A seen so many people 
inquiring as to when the Chick-fil-A opened, that the Chick-fil-A opened the hell up. And I was able to get me some of those delicious spicy chicken biscuits that I didn't even think Chick-fil-A sold anymore because they don't sell them at the regular Chick-fil-A, but they sell them at the Chick-fil-A at the airport. Got two of them, Jones. One I ate before I got on the plane. And then the second one I decided to hold, you know, for the flight. So everything is going good everything's going on good uh we board the plane mm. now i flew southwest a lot of people don't like southwest they're like huh that's like the greyhound of the sky deville deville why are you flying southwest uh well look put it to you like this i buy at least like 12 tickets a year 12 flights if you're in because you do you have to count the the, the 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 both ways the round trip it's not like these tickets are sold as a group <laughs> you know what i mean so my daughter comes like every six to eight weeks she flies in from california so that's a trip here and a return trip so buying that many tickets in a year and then my own ticket to go out there to see her for her birthday it just doesn't make sense to fly in a more expensive airline plus she's a kid she's small it's cool for her to be <laughs> in in south it's not even like the planes the is that small a lot of you guys are just fat but so either way i'm like i'm i'm, I'm gonna save that those couple hundred of dollars that i can save you know for uh to fly southwest to spend on some cool shit while i'm on my trip versus wasting this money just for to get a couple more inches so you know, Way Southwest does it. They have boarding groups. You don't have a designated seat. They have boarding groups, A, B, and C. You go in by your group and you find a seat. Sit your ass down and be happy. Now, I board the plane. People take these boarding groups very, very seriously too. Do not try to, if yours is 35, if, if you're B35, you do not try to get it in a B25 spot. People are real particular about that because, you know, as you're saying, as I just said, you're trying to find the best seat for you. So you can always pay for the pre-boarding and be the first people to get on the plane, you know, and so you can get the best seat in the house or you just take your chances like I did. But this is a lesson I learned. This is a lesson I learned. When you get on the flight, I was going down the aisle and it was filling up and the lady was like, there's just as good greater seats in the back as there is in the front. Please make your way to the front. Um, you know, that whole spiel because everybody tries to sit right there in the front. Boarding the plane that doesn't have designated nated seating, too, will show you how petty adults can be, too. Everybody's trying to scramble, trying to get the front seats. People are trying to save seats in between them. You know what I mean? People will act like somebody's sitting with them when nobody's sitting with them. Even if the flight attendant says this is a full flight, so there's going to be somebody sitting beside you, just pick a seat. But I did notice a seat that was open. And I look over, and this seat is by the window. There's no seat in front of this seat. This seat is wide open. You know why I never sat, uh, or noticed this seat before? Because I usually just get on the plane and sit in the first seat that I see that's open. But to this day, I'm going, I'm headed to the back. 
because, you know, everybody was sitting in the front and I boarded kind of later. It's the damn emergency when exit seat. The wing emergency exit seat. I see this seat with all this space. And I'm thinking to myself, damn, why is nobody sitting there? What's the catch? So I say, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm getting in that seat. So I grab my bag. I go over there. I sit right there. And I got all this space in front of me. I've been able to, I kick my shoes off. I change my shoes from my sneakers into my comfortable Nike slides. I put my bag under the thing. I got my feet laid out. I'm good. And there's a guy sitting, there's a seat in, in between me and the other guy who sat on the emergency aisle. We got this whole seat between us. Nobody ever sat there. And people were avoiding their seat. Why? Because in the case of an emergency, you are responsible for getting that door open. Now, I thought to myself during the flight, what? why would people not want the responsibility of opening this door? So I wanted to see what the stipulations were. Well, you know, what was your real responsibility be if that door needed to be opened? So I checked. So this is what it is. If it, there's a, fi- a fire during the takeoff or something like that or the landing or something, this is usually this door is going to be used on the ground already before takeoff or after takeoff the landing is usually when this door gets used so because engines have to be turned out there's a whole lot of stipulations that have to be in place or the door won't even damn open so if if there's an emergency and you're in charge of getting this door open this is what you're expected to do you're expected to open that door depending on what kind of plane it is you may have to pull that door off the hinges to the inside which it is designed to do and throw that door out of the airplane or in some of the other airplanes it has a canopy door so when you pull that hatch it shoots don't shoot up but it opens up it opens up pretty hard and fast it opens up bam then there's a lanyard or a rope that you have to grab from inside of the door you hook it onto this latch outside on the wing and you use that rope to get your, to help you get down the side of the wing. And then you are expected to run away from the airplane. And I say, hell, people, that's what the hell I plan on doing anyway. If there was a situation to where I had to get off to open this damn door, I was going to open the door. I'm getting my ass out of there. Oh, yeah, there's a rope that can help me. I'm using that rope. I'm getting down off this plane and I'm hauling ass away from it. That was my plan anyway. So basically, you're entering into agreement from my eyes. Everybody on this plane recognizes that I'm telling you, if something goes wrong, I'm going to be the first person off this plane. (laughs) And I'm getting the hell away from here. That was my plan the whole time. Damn. So yeah, from this point on, I sit in emergency exits. And emergency exits only. If there's an emergency exit available, I'm sitting in that exit because I get to sit there and I get to stretch my feet out and I get to relax. And it's even got a cool little armrest that a lot of people don't know about. If you pull, open up the, you can open up your armrest and there's a table in there that pops out and lays in your lap for, um, so because you don't have a seat in front of you, so you don't have that fold down tray. You know what I mean? You just pull that hole out 
boom, sits in your lap, your laptop, your books, your reading material, whatever is right there in front of you. Awesome sauce. So, <laughs> should I keep going? Yeah, I'm gonna keep on going. So we 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 in flight, right? We in flight. Uh, I believe the flight to Phoenix was like four hours. So three hours later, we're in the air. Now, majority of the time, they've had the seatbelt light on because you know turbulence, or whatever. I think they just didn't want people walking around. But I have developed the rumbly in my tumbly. Yes, I have a rumbly in my tumbly. And I need to do something about it. This rumbly in my tumbly needs to be addressed. So, I'm trying to think what to do. Because I don't want to go drop a deuce in this bathroom on an airplane. But it seems like I may not have a choice other than to go and drop a deuce on this airplane. But, I'm weighing my options. Because they're saying that there may be a chance that we can get off the plane when it lands maybe not you know it's just up to to how quick things work if they're able to get a count fast enough so on and so forth yada 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 we can get you you know you can get off and get back on but preferably they want you to stay on the plane so got this rumbling in my tumble and i'm like am i gonna risk it for this plane to land unboard reboard and maybe, maybe not I get a chance to leave off this plane. So, I'm like, you know what? At this point, I'm not going to risk it for the biscuit. I'm going to go. I'm going to use this little tiny toilet. So, I get up, make my way to the, to the restroom, get there, get in. And this is the tiniest space that I think I've ever been in in my life. I only think it can compare to like being stuffed in a locker. Um, my snack cupboard in my kitchen is bigger than <laughs> the freaking restroom on the airplane. So I get in there, boom, shoulder to shoulder with this place. Get my pants loose, get them down. It's already uncomfortable. And somebody's done already peed on the seat. I've read the article where it says, do not use the water. If you don't know, there's an article floating around that says, do not use the water on the airplane in the restroom. Don't use the water to wash your hands. Definitely don't drink the water. Don't mess with the water. So I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to do a hover tactic. So I, I get myself together. I'm hunched up. I'm hovered over. I'm ready to drop the deuces. And then this extremely long, extremely loud fart starts to emerge and possibly the longest that i've ever had in my lifetime now let it be known there is a stewardess station right next to this bathroom so i'm pretty sure through this thin ass door she heard the eruption from my rectum going on in this bathroom and it was long and it was loud and it was followed by several shorter bursts <laughs> rapidly but after that i was good i didn't really have to go to the restroom i just needed a fart but you never ever 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 should trust a fart believe that so got that out of my system went back sat down we good flight lands at phoenix now the announcement 
first thing that they did was airplane yoga. She was like, okay, take your hands. Raise them up in the air. Now, I want you to stretch. She was like, come on, people, come on. Work with me. We're, um, we've just been on this flight for four hours. You know, take this opportunity to get this stretch in. Raise your arms up real high. Stretch them out real high. So we're all raising our hands up. All right, we're stretching it out. And she's like, down a little stretch to the left. And we're stretching to the left. She's like, yeah, feel that. You feel that good stretch and that release. Yeah, now take your hands and bring them back to the middle and stretch them up way high. And just relax and let your head roll. Now stretch them over to the right and feel that good stretch. And I'm like, oh, this does feel kind of nice. And she's like, now take your hands and stretch to that back of that seat where you can get the trash that you left in the back of your seats. And we're going to come around and throw it away for you. Yeah, man, I found that real entertaining. So then the second announcement is, look, if you're going on to Oakland, stay on the plane and stay in your original seat. You'll be given the opportunity to switch seats once the count is done. So immediately, of course, all these grown ass people who follow directions really well started moving around, changing seats, trying to run to the bathroom, trying to go to the front trying to go to the back and this lady this nice lady is walking down the aisle trying to count of course the count was wrong so she had to count okay they make an announcement stay in your seat do not move the count is off so she comes back through and she's counting i see this one guy on the right side of the plane he immediately jumps out of his seat goes to the back then goes to the front then comes back and sits in the seat again so count was wrong again so then a guy comes and he counts. Finally, the count is right. So you know what they did immediately after that count, right? They loaded the new passengers on because you don't, when you're wanting people to do you a favor, which we're basically asking them to do by trying to get them to give us five, 10 minutes to deboard this plane, run to the restroom, run to the vending machine and get back on. We're basically asking them to do us a favor because we're not supposed to leave the plane technically or to give us the opportunity to switch seats. They immediately boarded that plane, boom, and we were up and out of there. So nobody got to switch seats. Nobody got to leave the plane, and that's just what it was gonna be. So um, rest of the flight was pretty uneventful. Landed in Oakland, and it was awesome. Now I'm gonna stop right here for now, and um, cause I didn't want, I don't wanna drag it on and bore you to death. But I'll give you, on the next episode, Thoughts by the Ville I'm going to give you my, the second half of my trip. And then, you know, from going on from there, we'll get back into the regular swinger things. The regular show that I normally do, we'll start adding in some guests. I already got a couple guests uh, lined up. I just need to get the scheduling together. And, um, yeah, so thank y'all for tuning in. Thoughts by the Ville I love each and every last one of y'all. As always, remember to be the reason somebody's motivated and masturbated. Because either way, you made a difference, my friend. And I'm out of here, man. Peace.